0: Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. I think it's interesting that so many, so much of baseball media is centered around the very idyllic picture of a World Series team winning, and it's last at bat. Or, or you see so many media properties where it's like you have that big, dramatic walk-off. That one shining game. moment. Right. And It's happened. It's actually happened more than you'd think because, I mean, it's happened now 11 times where a team has won the World Series when they've been at bat. The last at bat. Right at bat. Now, that does not necessarily mean game seven, you know. Right, right. That can totally be, you know, game four of a sweep and they get the walk-off hit. But 11 times somebody has been at bat and then the game has ended with them winning. Right, right, and 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 it spans most
1: of baseball history, going back to 1912. So right. this has been going on and off for, I mean, since it's only what 11 times in uh, what 110 years. Yeah, it happens about once a decade, and right. it hasn't happened recently. No, I, the last one was uh, Luis uh, Gonzalez of the Diamondbacks, uh, and that was a game seven walk off hit off a future
0: first ballot uh, Hall, Hall of, of Famer, Famer or a first. So an, that's a unanimous very you know a Hall very fair. exciting one, but you know. Do you think we have a shot at having a walk-off winner this year? Um, I do think that that's possible given the fact that as we
1: record here on, on on Sunday, it's a 1-1 World Series going back to Philadelphia for three games. And so could a seven-game series happen between these two teams? I certainly think it's going back to Houston, whether or not it's going to seven games. We'll talk about that in our next podcast. Right,
0: and I think it's possible that Houston could win in game six in their final at bat. So it's certainly you could have a walk-off World Series winner this year. That's definitely possible. So it's happened. It, it happened um, a bunch of times, but not that
1: many that we can't talk about them. 1924. I always remember that as the one where Walter Johnson came in and gained seven and pitched, you know, in the extra innings or something like that after he'd already pitched and the Senator somehow won that World Series. Um, and 1927 ended on a wild pitch. The that's got to be the wow, round. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, 1929. Um, the uh, the Athletics, you know, won in their final at bat in 1935 with the Tigers and and Goose Goslin. Um, what I really th- struck me was the 1953 World Series, which I know like nothing about. Right, uh, that the winning hit was gotten by a young second baseman named Billy Martin. And and so what I think about when Billy Martin came and managed the Yankees and, and the and everybody else in the A's and, and I think the Rangers too. Um, that that Billy Billy Martin was a young player who got the game winning hit and so. Of, this was not a Hall of Fame player, but for some reason that added to his lore as this Yankee guy because I mean, he got as a young guy. you got,
0: got to get hit that
1: the World, World, series World Series
0: winning series, right? that's, hit. That's gonna, And it, I think it's also what speaks to when you look at then, then you have Mazarowski's home run. Still one of the most famous in this, home runs in, in but, baseball history. So that happens in 1960. And then you don't have another game winning World Series hit to clinch the series for thirty years, thirty one
1: years, uh, as a matter of fact,
0: right. So, but that think about how much that would lead to the lionization of that Mazzaroski home run, even more so because up until that point, and it actually ha- actually happened with some amount of regularity. Well, and 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 when you think about the nineteen sixty World Series
1: day game, right, and then so the last um, day game in the World Series was in nineteen eighty seven, ironically enough, in Minnesota, indoors. Hmm. So it was during the daytime, but it wasn't in the daylight.
0: So before that, the last day game was 1984. I think I think I'm surprised we haven't had one considering you could have a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon World Series game. I think the reason why you don't get it with Sundays is because you're not going to go up against football. Yes. Yeah. You so nailed where my head was at with this. Right. So the, all I was thinking is and you talk
1: about this all the time. So if you, if you go and you look at the TV covers. Right. So why do we have uh, and we're going to ramble a little bit on this uh, in this podcast, I think. Why do we have World Series games only at night? Well, the smart money says it's all about TV revenue. Right. And they got it's like Except that when you think about how many people are are watching you know, baseball. All it's happening is it's going less and less and less. There's fewer and fewer people watching. So why are we trying to cater? You know, at the height of it in 1978, there were 44 million people that watched the World Series. That's it. Never got more than that. We're down to like 11 million people, or, or even less, I think, at this point. So I, I, I'm wondering. You know, are we are we really that? Imp- you know that that we we want to keep these 5 million people let's see let's see last year there were 11 million 750 uh last year 9 million 7 in 2020 in the pandemic scene so about the so we're down 25 percent, obviously of what it was at its peak and so we got to have all these games like because are we going to lose the 11
0: million people if we if we have the games you know be during the day right it doesn't really make sense that like baseball fans would watch at because the, they're not on at a convenient time for most people they're on at like like Game starts at like nine o'clock at night yeah
1: yeah know. well and again you know be, being an old guy here so what the way I've taken to do because I, I'd like to watch the games and 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 feel the real-time aspect of it so I'll watch six seven innings if it's a great game I'll watch it at the end like I did the game one of the World Series but last night you know there was a five two was a pretty Desultory game. The Astros were ahead and they were putting it away. You watch the end of the game, you know, the next day just to make sure you didn't really miss anything. And so I'm not having to stay up until one o'clock in the morning to watch right, the end that, of the but World that's Series. The problem
0: game. is that you're, 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 it's not easy for people to watch, especially when so many of the people, like basically, the majority, I think 80% of the country lives on the east, east of the Mississippi or something like that. I don't know about 80%, but yeah, a lot. It's a lot of the country lives. It's, it's more than half. It's more sure. than half, that's for sure. But the problem is, is, because of that, it's like, well, wait a second why wouldn't we kind of cater more towards their time zone why are we held hostage by the pacific time zone
1: well and 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 think about being a pacific Coast, you know, baseball fan, right? The World Series starts at five o'clock or five twenty. That's great. Okay, so it's over at you know eight thirty, nine o'clock. So all these kids, right, that don't get to see, well, on the West Coast, and you, talk about a bias, all the kids sort of have a chance to sort of see the entire World Series games in a way that East Coast kids have long since don't. gone to bed. Yeah, uh, and and so how does that make them feel about the game, and 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 what is their connection to the game when all the the uh, East Coast fan can do is get
0: up in the morning and look at their phone, right, and See and maybe watch some highlights. Of- how many? How many kids tonight in Phil? How many kids in Philadelphia don't get to watch the end of their own team's World Series games because it goes too late for them?
1: Yeah, well, and and, and of course the parents are going to have that issue this week, right? In, in Philly, because Philly haven't been there and you know since two thousand and nine. Yeah. So you know the parents are like like Dad, please let me stay up and watch the game. It's going to be on until twelve thirty. Yeah, that's okay. Here, open a beer. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I I think it's it's so different to be a West Coast baseball fan in a way that seems a bit unfair, right, that the East Coast fans never get to see a game during the daytime, and I just don't know... Is the promise to advertisers that much greater? Is the viewership going to be that much greater if you have the games at at 8 o'clock instead of at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock? And and I
0: guess Major League Baseball would say
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's all about the money, right, we say. So uh, I I would assume that they know the difference. um, Right. And and so that's why they're doing this. But it's just really interesting just how much less people are watching the World Series on TV um, and, and, and how the idea that I grew up with seeing these things happen during the daylight hours and world series games it's so nostalgic now right, right. you've never seen a world series no, game during the day amazing. <laughs> yeah. it would
0: feel good it would be an event and yes it's obvious and warmer too by the right. way
1: <laughs> if, you're, if you're in philly or or, or someplace on think, the east coast
0: I think, I think you could start a five o'clock game in philadelphia on monday and people would go nuts for
1: it. yeah yeah, people aren't working. Like, you're not at the office in the nine to five way you were 40 years ago, where you didn't even have a TV in the office. You had to go to the bar or something like that to watch the game. Remember, when, when, when I first started work, you know, there not every office had a TV in it. In fact, few of them did. So you, I grew up a time where we had TV in the
0: schools.
1: R- right, right. So, you know, I mean, the, the days of the transistor radio and stuff like that, trying to listen to the game and going home early from school or letting the teacher just... I mean, those are good nostalgic
0: stories, right, that we heard right, about the way right. the 60s and I, and was. I think and, you would build such a a degree of excitement that you really c- couldn't give two day games one in each city during the world series yeah yeah it's a way of also rewarding the fans of that city with a chance to watch the game at a time that's good for them and
1: and and i guess you just can't get the ad rate at, right. at five o'clock that you're going to get at eight o'clock for prime time and that's enough to have them that i mean it, they don't even try. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't even try. And so, like when you watch, uh, and, and I think the way that people watch the games now uh, is very different because uh, millennials, I, I've come to notice, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not unique in this, uh, multitask mm-hmm. right in a way that that boomers don't necessarily. So I'll sit down there and watch the game, and I may not have my hand on my phone the entire time, uh, uh, but you will. Oh yeah. And 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 I notice a lot of people like like they're doing at least two things at the same time, and so watching the game itself is a different thing than it was when all you would do is just stare at the screen and
0: wait. Right, because it was just like you were dying on every bated breath with every pitch. Now obviously it's different when it's not your team. Yes that's very true. Like and I think that's also a lot of millennials is like for them they're just watching watching the World Series is the event they're going to sit there and watch the World Series game that night but that's not they're not there to watch the baseball game in the same way that everybody else right you or I might be
1: we'll talk about Game One when we do our wrap up next week because that'll be one of the games you know obviously Um, that was a great baseball game right so we'll 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 get into it and so that might be the memorable game from this World Series you know that you know that could happen just like Game
0: One in 1980 when Kirk Gibson hit the home run. Right. P- you like, think about game one, not about the fact that they won. That's the that thing. They, you forget that <laughs> in a good World Series, you could have only one really close, exciting game, and the rest of them are just one team kind of just definitively wins. But you you have um,
1: also the uniqueness of a, another sub-90 win team uh, being in this World Series, uh, the Phillies, at 87 wins. Yep. And so going back and looking at, at history, it hasn't happened all that time that a sub-90 win team has made the World Series,
0: much less It happened more recently, though. It seems that, you know, ever since the turn of the century in 2000, it's been something that's happened with a bit more regularity. Well, it happened last year correct (laughs) so the Braves uh, and and so this bodes well for the Mets as we I think said
1: in our former report so so the Nationals won in 19 the Braves won in 21 if the Phillies somehow win this year it's either the Mets or the Marlins turns next year for sure obviously it's got to be that so yeah and the the 21 Braves but before that it was the 2014 Giants right that were the sub nine. now that was the third World Series in five years for a very good giant team so when they didn't win 90 that year it was a but they,
0: they were you playing You knew they were still good. Right.
1: <laughs> so it wasn't like they came out of nowhere and did that. And the 06 Cardinals, a team that is was a particular thorn in our side, as we watched mm. Adam Wainwright, he's still... Carlos Beltram's never going to swing at that bitch, no. You know, he? he's never going to swing at that bitch. You pitch. have he's, to keep watching look that in at it every nightmares. Time. Um, the 03 Marlins. Um, those
0: Marlins, yeah, because those Marlins teams are always a bit Team of destiny E where they just kind of came games. out of nowhere. Right. The 2000 Yankees, who beat the Mets in the World Series, are... Um, I didn't realize
1: that they were a sub-90 win. And neither team. did I. So that kind of surprised me because they came off those great 98. Now, team, and obviously. it also
0: makes sense that obviously then you go back to the 87 Twins. And then before that, there's not a lot of sub-90 win teams, but that makes sense. Right. Because it's hard to win the pennant. It's before divisional play. Right. So you it's, only had
1: three times before divisional play.
0: And it's just unusual that everybody would be under 90 wins collectively in the either American or National League. So the Dodgers did that in 59. Um, um, the
1: tigers uh at the end of world war 2 in 1945 they did it but really struck me as one of the greater teams i guess in history from a uh legendary perspective the Gas house gang cardinals you've mm-hmm. talked about and they won their first of what i think were four world series in 1926 during this stretch when they won in uh you know, 26 and they won in 30 30- mm-hmm. they won in 34 Um, And they won in 42. Uh, So, you know, they they were winning. And these guys were like, you know, they were a fun team and all that. But the 26 Cardinals didn't win 90 games. And that didn't happen again for 19 years until 1945.
0: So, like you said, pretty unusual. That it happened. And it's not not surprising because it was just hard to make the playoffs and get to the World Series as a sub 90 win team before the advent of divisional play and all these extra rounds.
1: So, I, I think when we think about great World Series, they don't all have to be seven games. But I think that it certainly makes it more memorable like you know the 86 world series just for a second a lot of people forget that that happened in game six and the mets still had to come back and And win game seven win that right to win that world series but if you go decade by decade and we didn't go too far back because i I don't want to talk about the 1940s baseball so even starting in the 1950s what struck me were the number of seven game world series in that decade and i don't know how well you know them like the, the 52 yankees well they were in the midst of winning Five in a row.
0: They just happened to play a seven-game series. That,
1: yeah, right. The Brooklyn Dodgers finally got that monkey off the back in 1955. So that's seven-game series. Well, that's a viable greatest right. roster, series yeah. that they because of the circumstances. The Yankees won in 56, and if you
0: remember, that was the one where Don Larson pitched a perfect game,
1: but it still was a seven-game series that the Yankees so won. So it's
0: interesting that you had this run of like a bunch of years in a row with in seven. In a row!
1: The, 50, the very next year in 57, Lou Burdett and the Milwaukee Braves Beat the Yankees, upset them four to three in the World Series. The Yankees the next year returned the favor and beat the Braves in seven games. That's kind of that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, so you had about a four or five year run where every year was a seven game World Series, which just adds to the mystique of it. So, you know, if you had to pick um a world series in there if i had to pick one i probably would pick the
1: brooklyn as being the most significant i don't know if it's the best world series per se but because brooklyn never won right it meant yeah, and they so finally much. got that in that before they moved to los angeles um so go to the 60s And right away we have our Bill Mazeroski.
0: I think that one's kind of it. Kind of has to win. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: only because of the
1: circumstances. Right, right? they were were outscored by eight billion to one, and somehow they won the World Series against the the powerful Yankees. And it's it's
0: the walk off home run,
1: right. Right, although in 1962, the Yankees and the Giants played a seven-game series, and I'll never forget the call on the radio, uh, Willie McCovey at bat hits a smash over the second baseman, Bobby Richards jumps up, catches it, World Series over. Just like that. And, and just like you, you see a guy rip so one fast. and it's going to be over. And it, no shift, by the way, at that time or anything. Guy just it, made it, a play. A guy just made a play and of the World Series. So uh, the Cardinals won in seven games in 1964. I, I don't remember. This. They beat the Yankees. That's
0: not a good I don't remember the circumstances.
1: Sign. So if I don't remember, the, the the Dodgers beat the Twins in seven games in 1965. The most important thing there is that the Twins only were born in like 1960. And so just the World fact Series. that the, yeah,
0: they were in the World Series that quickly. So the Red
1: Sox um, and the Cardinals played a really good World Series in 1967. That was really, I, I. that was like my first recollection of like, oh, this is kind of cool and Jim Lomborg for the Red Sox, a guy you've never heard of. Never. But they, they won. And then the Tigers won in 68. Mickey Lolich won three games. Gibson pitched the first game and had the 17 strikeouts. For me, if I had a second place, it would probably be 68, but that's mostly because I remember what happened. Right. <laughs> it's not necessarily because it was better. Um, so take the 70s, right? We talked about the 70s. Uh, how do you... Pick pick. And, and the 70s were a real a weird decade, right? Because you had the Pirates bookend in 71 right, the Athletics. The A's won 72, 3 and 4. The Reds won in 75 and 76. The Yankees won in 77 and 78. So you had all these multiple winners in there. So what's the best World Series? Well, baseball fans will tell you. It's- Oh, they will. They will tell you that the greatest World Series of the seventies was the seventy five series between the Reds and and Carlton Fisk and waving the home run, and then then. But the Reds went, ended up winning in seven uh, no, in seven games anyway. Right. So,
0: you know that waving the home run is kind
1: of a that's big like, deal. That's pretty epic stuff like that. The the A's winning in seventy three against the Mets. That was not a great World Series. It's not the greatest World Series for sure. Mm-hmm. Nor was it seventy two. The seventy nine Pirates at the We Are Family team. That was a really cool team. Okay. But I probably would throw it to the
0: Reds because of of, of, yeah. of, of history. Um, the 80s, well, we talked about the 80s. I think the 80s men. is like we really can't vote on the 80s because we're just not partial on this one. No, we're not. We're not, no,
1: but but the Cardinals won in '82 mm-hmm. in seven games against the Brewers. Um, the Royals, that was a really good series in '85. I remember Brett Saberhagen pitching for the Royals, and, and and his wife was having a baby, and they had the right, shots of him in the dugout right, like, when his wife's about to give birth. Is he going to get to see? Right. How is he going to do it? the anyway, pitch pitches amazing, and, and, yeah. And, and, and that was the Jorge Orda call against uh, uh, um, uh, Don Denking to the umpire calling him safe when he should have been out, and and, and there was they a lose, huge deal. Never forgave them for that, you know. It cost in the World Series the. 87 Twins, that was another upstart team that ended up winning, but I don't think that's the greatest World Series.
0: So yeah, if I had to pick. Yeah. Yeah, And then you go to the 90s and you have 91 that I think kind of beats out the only other one from the decade in 97 with the Marlins, because the 91 was just so much more dramatic.
1: Well, well, that was what we just talked about with the last, you know, last play on the field. Exactly. Dan Gladden, you know, in in Minnesota um, history. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I think uh, I would pick the Twins in 91. How about the 2000s? Now, you saw
0: these, and there's not much to choose from. No, I mean, I think it's pretty easy that you pick the, the D-backs in 01, just because that was such a more dramatic series overall. Do you have something against Rally Monkeys? Yes. No, more more so <laughs> than the Rally Monkeys. Also, I remember Game 7 just wasn't as exciting, as as in in O two with the Angels as it was with the the Diamondback series, right, right.
1: I I think the the because they beat the Yankees.
0: Right, exactly right, right. I think I think that's really And, and the Diamondbacks Were a relatively it, new team It's also You know it's also just kind of Goes to show you how You know And they did it off A of Hall of Fame closer Right, but it's also About how we know Who's winning these Because like the same way We were like Well the eighty in the 80s The 86 Mets win Because we're Mets fans So even though Game 7 in that series Was not very dramatic
1: well, But it was the thing, the, the thing that people Forget about The Mets were down By three runs In that game And they came back And won that game But it gets
0: lost In the shuffle Because of the the, the, the Game 6. And, so, and how disappointing would that have been, right? To have won Game
1: 6 in that fashion and just to lose And game to lose seven Game 7, to, seven right? yeah. But that, then the Red Sox wouldn't have been able to have 2004 and, and 2007. And the, well, those stuff, so. were
0: ALCS. Yes. And then obviously, so then you have the D-backs in 01, the Angels in 02. And then you actually had a big run of them in the 2010s. Right,
1: right. Um, and, and the 89-win Giants or whatever they were of 2014 won the World Series in seven games. Um, I don't, you know, I think that was a Madison Bumgarner series, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, And so that kind of, you know, counter... I think for- I there's this one, though, that Cubs series. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That Cubs series was unbelievable. I, I, I
1: completely agree. The Cubs uh, and now Guardians, right. uh, one-time Indian series, that was a fantastic World Series that... Up and down to the last yeah. minute, the last inning you it, thought anything Yeah, could It was happen. such
0: an exciting dramatic series with huge moments for both teams.
1: It might be my favorite World Series it's up there. of the last, you know, forty or fifty. It's definitely years. up
0: there on the all timer T- list. Take out my own rooting interest yeah.
1: here or something like that. And then and, and that would go against the Red Seventy five World mm-hmm. Series. It would be up there in the pantheon of great all time world series. Did you remember that the Astros when they beat the uh, the Dodgers in 2017. That, that was a seven-game no, series? No, I didn't remember that. I don't either. I, I mean, it was only five years ago. I don't remember it being uh, a seven-game I, 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 like, like, I guess it was really exciting yeah. or something like that. And I heard there was something, anyway, um, banging or something like that. I
0: uh, uh, don't think we have that this year. Hopefully. And
1: then the Nationals
0: beat this, those same Astros in, seven, in games. seven games. And that was a very dramatic Dramatic and that, series. And that was
1: kind of like a series where what we, we we the formula for the Mets
0: was a little bit this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the Phillies are trying to take a, a page out of that book, too, was have two great pictures at the top of your rotation, and, and you let's just, go. Yeah,
0: you know, let's go. You know what? will keep us in any playoff series. And it's worked so far. Will it work the rest of the way? Well, we'll see this week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at OlmosCoop.